Welcome back. Be better. Episode 40. A uh, couple weeks since we've recorded. I was out of the country. Basically against my will. Finally, and, your turn to be out of the country. So I know, mine. right? I, did this, I got it back as fast as I could, though. I'm going to get back on American soil. Feel better. Um, out of the country and then straight into working as much as I can. So we are a little behind, but... We're always going to pump out good content. I don't want to. We like we said last time. We don't want to put anything out just to put something out that we're not proud of. So sometimes we wait a, a week or two in between podcasts to uh, get different topics, get stuff lined up. So as always, brought to you by SubZeroPlunge dot com. Code be better. Checkout saves you money. If you are interested in cold plunging or this year's saunas, he's going to be releasing saunas as well. He just came out with the ProPod, um, as well as still has the inflatable units. I still have it. Use it every other day, every third day, roughly. Um, love it. Numerous benefits. I'm sure everybody's heard about them. And they are quality. They are not something that breaks in six months, year, deflates, falls apart. They are uh, made of good material. And the chillers are some of the better ones you can get. Because you can get cheaper ones, but... Cheaper for a reason. Yeah. So, yeah, learn that. Well, I'm glad to see that you observe man law. So, if you're not watching this, uh, there's three chairs set up, and Tom and I left a chair in between us. Just like peeing. Same thing. Yep. Going to uh, urinals at an airport or a sporting event. Same thing. So, you got you to gotta leave one in between. Yes. That is a rule. That is the rule. Yep. Um, well, <clears throat> I wanted to talk about the difference between knowledge and information. There's a lot of people in today's world who have access to information. Yeah, information highway, internet. The old internet. Thanks, Al Gore. But (laughs) just because you have access to information doesn't mean that you're knowledgeable, in my opinion. Especially if you only read the first part of the article. Well, that's... Then you never click on it. That's that's part... Or depending on where you read your articles from. But, um, like... You know, I think training is always a very easy segue. Like, you can go online and find a lot of information about training. The, too much. The, yeah, yeah, I would argue probably too much. But the, the knowledgeable part would be your experience actually utilizing that information, testing it, put it to use, see what happens with it, see what works out with it. And I think that as, as we're kind of on this journey to be better, you know, health-wise, finance-wise, uh, business-wise, I think it's important that – you know, we don't just seek out information, but we seek out ways to turn that into knowledge, whether that be through a mentor, whether it be through a book, whether it be through just doing it. I mean, sometimes you just have to do it in a way that makes sense in a low risk way. Um, but yeah, I just think that it's so easy in today's world for people to feel knowledgeable because they have information, mm-hmm. but they don't understand that distinction between the two things. And I think the biggest part about making progress is being self-aware. If you're not self-aware of like realistic about where you're at, Again, it doesn't mean you have to be self-deprecating and beat yourself up, but you've got to be self-aware about where I'm at so that you can move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's like the problem is one, you have too much information. And with that information, it doesn't always come knowledge. If you're not testing things out, not trying it, you're just reading it, and then all of a sudden it's 100% truth without, like, I would say not an experiment, but without trying something. Yeah, people think they're a lot smarter than they are, and that's pretty dangerous. I, I, yeah. That's how like bad information gets spread. You know, I always say like playing the telephone game. I read an article. I tell you about it. You tell Cam. You tell like by the time it gets back around, the whole thing changed. Yeah. You know, and the whole narrative gets changed. Um, I'm a big fan. Like when you said, you know, either you get a mentor, 
read a book, try to figure things out. You know, I think like easiest way I describe books to people now is like just shortcuts. Somebody spent 10 years figuring stuff out. They put it in a book you could read in 10 days. Like it's a shortcut. Um, but I'm, I've always been a fan of really trying it and then really messing it up and then learning from that. It's the most frustrating, probably the most painful way of doing it. But I'm like a hands-on, if I don't do it and mess it up myself, then I go, oh, okay, that's what that guy was talking about. That's why I said not to do that, and then I'm stubborn and I did it anyway my way. Like, I'm a very learn, mess it up five times, but when I do it the sixth time, then I'm going to be really good. Like, that's how I did like line work. It's how I learned my job. It's how I learned anything. I have to really, really look things over. Um, finance is real estate a little bit different. I try not to have any mistakes there because those cost too much money, but... Yeah, but I mean, I would say like, not just you, but I think everybody would say that they've made mistakes in finances. Like you look mm-hmm. back and like, oh, I shouldn't have bought that or I shouldn't have done this or that. Yeah. But I think, I think the key is like, if you're self-aware and, and you have some sort of like, I don't know, whatever the word is, like just intestinal fortitude, you, you, you don't put yourself in situations where that bad choice could become a long-term liability. Right. Right. Like with your real estate stuff you know, the first thing you did was make sure that your family had a house to live in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Start there. Like you guys, you didn't go buy a big house to rent or to reflip or something like that. And like, you know, your, your kids are living in a hotel or a motel or something like that. You know? And then even when you did buy a place, you started with townhome. You even start with like a standalone house. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So again, yes, it's money and yes, it's time and it's all that. But at the same time, comparatively speaking, it's about as low risk as you can get and still kind of get into that game. Right. Right. That's how I did it. And it took me like, right. Like your information versus knowledge, right. I took me, two years of studying information before I felt like I had the knowledge to go forward with X, Y, and Z and look at numbers and make things make sense. Like it, and it took looking at 20 properties a day for a year and, and then go driving out 20 properties, getting inside 20 different properties, not liking any of them, seeing what's close around. Is a target close? Is a Starbucks close? What's scooters? Like it took time, but it took a lot of information and deciphering what's good and what's bad on the internet sometimes hard to do. So I would just follow the most successful people and then just try to just take notes out of their books, run numbers. And then, like I said, low risk, like townhomes about as low risk as it gets. Not a lot of maintenance, not a lot of square footage makes things a little bit easier. So that's, yeah, that's how I started. But yeah. you know, a lot of information before I felt like I have, and now I'll talk to you guys at work about it. Cause I'm working on something on the side. We spoke briefly about, about starting like almost like a fund or um, just keep basically pooling money together to buy houses with uh, close friends and people are asking me all these questions and I'm like, not that I'm like the smartest real estate guy, right? I have a couple houses. I've been just studying it for a while, but like I have mostly every answer for every question they have. Yeah. Just, and I'm not Googling it. I just, I've been down these roads. I've had these conversations. I have a really good lawyer friend. That's a real estate lawyer. Like I have a really good uh, broker. I have really good business people. Like, but that took, well, how long have I been in this house? Three, four, five years of knowing people and paying to know people to finally have, because you can, I mean, right, information, right? You can have really bad information on, on whatever, training, real estate. We'll stick with real estate because that's kind of what we're talking about. You can have really bad information on real estate and then really good. How do you decipher it before trying it out and really messing it up, you know, financially? And luckily, I just I stuck with the right people and someone who I'd want to be like and then kind of that didn't make myself like them. I just took, you know, a lot of their information and then used it as knowledge, tested against other things. And real estate's, you know, simple because it's numbers. Yeah. Like either it works or it really doesn't. And then you just fact check. I fact checked every number, every rental number, place number off people that have 1,500 
houses that they manage. Hey, does this look good? Is this area good? You have one over here around the corner? Okay, cool. That's good. Like, so it's not just, no, this says it'll be this, so it should be. It's like, okay, I'm going to double check, and then I'm going to triple check, and then I'm going to check again before I do anything. Yeah. You know, because one piece of information isn't good, but five saying the same thing, all pointing to a yes, is then I feel comfortable. You know, you know, you made an interesting point, though. You said, you know, this is bad information. This is good information. But what you were insinuating is that you actually can't label information without knowledge. Right. You know, you don't know if it's bad or good. If you don't actually have knowledge about what's mm-hmm. going on, you know, I could tell you, oh, Tom, this house, you know, quarter mile away is a place to go. It's the place. And you're like, without any sort of knowledge or experience in what you're, you're looking at numbers, looking at comps, looking at houses, actually going through it. You have no idea if what I'm saying is good or bad. Right. Right. And I think that's what happens a lot in our, in our world today is people hear information. They don't seek out knowledge or context. And then they start to make judgments when they don't actually have enough information to make judgments. Right. On. And then it makes it, to me, it makes it easier. Say, go back to training, right? It makes it easier to hire someone if you think their knowledge is good. If things sound right, the guy knows what he's talking about. If you If you know what you're talking about. Like if you have to any topic, you don't have to prep for. If I ask you about training and resistance training or band training or rehab, it's like, I don't need to Google this and get back to you. Let me check. It's like, no, you fly off the seat. You can answer every single question. Then you're like, okay, this guy has knowledge. He yeah. doesn't just Google information. Um, and then that makes it easier to train with people, you know, because then that's a shortcut, right? You can hunt bad ways to train the internet or a million, a million good ways. So who do you trust? And then you put your money where you think you trust. And then same thing with real estate. Like, like I'm trying to do with this fund is, is start something. And I'm like, I could probably, I mean, I'm, I'll speak for you, but I could probably say, Jacob, this property is good because of X, Y, and Z. And you probably are not going to ask a lot of questions. You might be like, okay, how does this work? How, do, how does the company, how, once, how's everything set up? Blah, blah, blah. What's the steps. But as far as like numbers go, you probably, oh, he's probably got it. Yeah. Like I, cause I've done it before. You're more trustworthy. It's just like, Hey, Jacob, I tore my peck. I might ask you questions about it, but there's no doubt in my mind I'm going to you, yeah. not to how do I fix a peck.com. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because because you trust someone's knowledge. Yeah. Because they've done it. They've, I mean, quote, you know, lack of better words, they've been vetted. We understand you know how to right. do this stuff. So it's less, to me, that takes almost all the risk out of it. I should probably buy that website, though. I know. The rate that I'm going. Goodness gracious. How do you fix spec.com? Yeah. You have a big <laughs> picture of Finn. We all cam. <laughs> I did my pack minor. And I've got a couple of be better three. clients yeah. as well. Yeah. Right. Well, one right now I'm working on. So yeah. Guy's got a sick gym, by the way, just random basement. Uh, I, I don't know. If, I think it's Garage? a separate building. Yeah. Oh, really? It's oh, Huck it's Finn nice. style. Yeah. But it's, it looks like it's all finished like drywall, but he's got like, like a nice mono. No, really? Oh, yeah. That's rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. see monos in people's houses. Yeah, no. Leg press, sing, like a standing single leg curl, like a lot of good stuff. Anyway, we're digressing. But the point is, is yeah, no, I mean, 100% right. And I just think that that sometimes people feel really powerful because they have information. And I think that you're just setting yourself up for, you know, failure. It's it's It's... It's people who are not humble enough to understand or to seek out understanding about their information and the difference between what that is and actual knowledge. It's really like a fool's path, right? It's it's a really dumb way to live because you're basically saying that you're trusting what you what you think is true above people who actually have knowledge. And I don't think it ever means like you should follow someone blindly into something. 
But at the same time, like we've lost, I think a lot in today's world of this humility of like education and this humility of, I'm going to listen to someone else who may, might know a little bit more than me because information is so readily accessible. People read and they assume that they're an expert on it. Mm-hmm. And then the problem, I think the most dangerous thing about that mindset is you, people become very entrenched when they, when that's their, when that's their line of reasoning, they become very entrenched because now it's personal, right? Mm-hmm. I think this is true. I did the research. Therefore, if I'm wrong, that reflects poorly on me. So I'm just going to fight it until I can't fight it anymore because yep. I don't want to be wrong. Yep. But again, if you kind of face, if you kind of follow a more humble path of, of seeking knowledge or people with knowledge, now it's not on me anymore. If, if we go into do a real estate, you know, buy a house or something, I'm not trusting Jacobs, you know, what can I go learn in the next couple of months? You know, I'm trusting the work and the knowledge that you've put in mm-hmm. for the last few years. Right. And, and vice versa. You are saying like, Jacob, I, I like him. I think he's got a smart head on his shoulders. I like his value. Like there's a lot of things about me that, that you probably would say that a lot of things that I uh, choose to do. You're like, okay, yeah, like that makes sense. Like you kind of put some trust in that as well. And it works both ways. But then at the end of the day, you know, <clears throat> I feel a lot better relying on a team of people. And I, it's a similar thing in training. Like all of our training got better, gets better when we train together. It's, mm-hmm. it's the environment. Yes. But it's also the eyes. It's the cues. You know, everything kind of elevates when you're able to say, it's not about me being right or me being the most important person in the room. It's about collectively, how can we pull our resources and, and get better together? And it's just a different way. I think it's kind of counterculture to where we are specifically in America as a country. And like, everything's about what can I do by myself, you know, whatever. But um, you know, anybody who I think is successful would be the first to tell you they didn't do it by themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, at least anybody with, you know, any sort of humility, I think you'll find people who say that they did, but they didn't, you know, there's always a group of people, a team of people who supported them, helped them, guided them. Yep. Very, very few people. I mean, just invented information, right? <laughs> like, like physics or science or tech or any, any field you want to go in, like nobody had just invented it. Somebody at some point mentored them along the way, myself included with training. So, um, yeah, I mean, if anything, this podcast is just asking people to, to think about that difference and try to pursue a, a good, humble way of acquiring some knowledge, because again, that's, what's going to move you forward the fastest. Yeah. I think you said something interesting when you said something along lines of like, you get so stuck in the information you have that you have to defend it until you're like so worked up that you're pissed off and you're now I'm not going to be friends with you because I think this president is good or this training style is good yep. or this house is good. And you don't know what you're talking about. Cause I, I'm the piano teacher one lesson ahead of you. Right. It's like, you just read something different you might be a little ahead. Like people get like, you can't, my my thing like a year ago was oh, maybe even longer than that, two, three years ago. I was the guy who was so married to his thoughts. Like, no, this is right. Like, there's no other way to do these things. Because I didn't really have any eye-opening experience to where, like, oh, there is maybe a better way. Kind of like you say, is it, um, how do you word it? Is it optimal or efficient? Well, it's not, like in training specifically, the conversation isn't right or wrong. Is it, it's, is it optimal or less optimal? Yeah, right. Like it could be working. Like you could be getting stronger, whatever you think it could be working. But is it the, the best way to think about it, the best yeah. solution to the problem, the best way to train? Like, you know, that's kind of how I start, started to open my mind to some things where I'm like, oh, maybe this isn't, maybe I, why am I so married to these ideas that maybe I read the headline and then ran with it? Or, you know, I was that way for a long time. And then I'm like, now I'm like, 
Yeah. You know what? I might be wrong on that. I don't really have the knowledge on that. Like, I wish I did. I thought I did now that you said that. Hmm. Like, but a lot of people don't develop that humility because they just get, they get married to their ideas and they're like, no, this is it. You know, I'd see it with older guys at work, like old dog, new tricks just doesn't happen. Well, like you're just the same way, the same thought pattern, like nothing changes, nothing. And and for me, like, I'm always going to trust the person who's willing to seek out to see if they're right or wrong. Right. Like the person who always is, this is my opinion. This is what I believe, you know, for whatever their reasons are. And like, that's it. You can only, in my, in my opinion, I can only be so close with that person because inherently their like dogged determination to their, to their beliefs is ultimately leading to a place where I can't trust everything they say because I know they're going to defend themselves no matter what. Right. Right. Even if they're wrong, they're going to defend themselves. I would always rather talk to the person who for sure maybe has strong convictions. Like you don't have to be a pushover by any means. Like you could say, yeah, I have knowledge in this or I have feelings about this and, and that's fine. But who's also open to the idea of is there a better way? Is there a more optimal way? And just synthesizing and taking that process of information to sort through your knowledge filter and then see what spits out the other side as opposed to just knowledge comes in. Yes, that's it. I'm going to stop the conversation right there. That's yep. as far as we're going, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and then you move on. And um, it's really just a mindset thing. And it's a, it's, uh, you know, we can sit here and, and you know, I guess like opine about why it's that way. You know, I would argue that it's, it's probably a lot with technology and just how quickly we can get things. And it makes us feel like we know more than we actually do. But you know, the the opposite had to been true 60 years ago when you couldn't find information. Yeah, less information. That's probably true too. Somebody read one thing or heard it and like, there's no Got a letter. Yeah. There's no <laughs> telegraph. There's no way, there's no way to like prove it wrong because you don't have any way to look it up. Yeah. So, I mean, I would think in either, either scenario, both are probably just human nature, right? You're just your inherent desire to be right and powerful and, and on top. And again, nothing wrong with wanting to be, you know, correct, but how you get there and, and your checks and processes about doing so, I think are the differences. Yeah. And it, it reminds me of the old saying, like, like with news outlets specifically, if you watch the news, they, this is a common saying. If you watch the news, you're misinformed. If you don't watch the news, you're not informed. Yeah. So what would you rather be misinformed or uninformed? Cause now, now it's, it's who can get it out the fastest. Like you said, what information we get the fastest stop there. Yeah. Like it's not that it's correct, but it's quick. Yeah. And that's what people like and they eat it up. And I seen it like, especially during COVID, whatever you think about it, you know, I think obviously I have more knowledge now, but it was just like whatever came out the fastest information. And you're like, and then they'd go back and be wrong, be yeah. wrong, be wrong. Or they're right. They're wrong. Like it was just get the information out as fast as you can. And like you saw, and then people get glued to the TVs. And then that, that I think that or not even the TVs, the news channels and everything's changing. Cause no one understands it. Like it was all new. Um, and then people would get married to their ideas, not open anything else. And it's just that created probably a lot of, you know, roadblocks with friendships. That's the other thing when you're talking, I'm like, even if I am still married to this idea of X, Y, and Z and whatever you're saying is not really, I'm not really getting it. Oh, well, so we disagree on something like, right. we you want to fucking agree on everything for the rest of our lives. Right. Like, it's just, that doesn't like a little back and forth is good. I think, I think you should battle with your friends a little bit on some stuff. Like for your example, like you, how you do deadlift or how you train deadlift for me, I can go, eh, I don't know if I respond to that. Well, I think I need reps. Maybe the bands do work, but I think we'd have to, I'd have to combine my idea with your idea. I think it'd be a better idea. Yeah, I think you're right. Or I think I like it my way. The conjugate style for me, maybe I don't get the uh, response to the raw when I go to compete. So 
you know, I like what you're saying, but I don't think it works for me. Okay, cool. Like, yeah. whatever. Like, it's not people get fucking wedged and they go, yeah, fuck that guy. He doesn't, he doesn't know anything because you d- disagree on, on a deadlift or a way of training or a thought. And you're like, and then that's it. Yeah. But you see, if I, if I didn't have the knowledge that I've gained over all the years of watching so many different people lift and body types lift and different, you know, high level athletes lift and see all of them, you know, get pretty good results, then I would probably just try to hit you with information. And then we probably wouldn't be very good training partners. Right. Cause you'd be like, dude, like, you know, not to brag, five-time world record holder here. Like, I know something about powerlifting. Right. And I'm over here, Mr. Information. Oh, well, did you know from? It's about mechanics. Oh, oh, oh. Like, yeah. I can't. Like, like I think in most of our conversations we've had about training, I've given you my experience, you've given me yours, and then we do kind of join it together. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, I've seen a lot of different things work. I've right. seen a lot. Of, and I know that, you know, the joke is everybody's not different. But I only know that because I have knowledge, right? right? If I just came in with you and information, yeah, we'd be buttonheads all the freaking time. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, it's why you're friends and it's why we're friends and it's why we try to do this stuff. But, um, you know, I just say one more thing about the knowledge versus information. When people stand on their information, like it's knowledge and then they're wrong, um, obviously wrong. You know, I, it's like people just take the, the white flag of like time to let that pass. <laughs> I wish there was a way like the challenge flag you see on those commercials where they're like, did you really say that? And then they drop the challenge flag and they go back and like review it. I, I love those commercials so much. No, ego crusher. Yeah. I just, oh man, it. I wish we could do it. I mean, Some even, even for it. myself, I'm not talking about necessarily other people, like even for myself, like if I think back, you know, two, three, five, ten years ago, like things that I thought were a hundred percent true to now and just how I feel about it. You know, I'd love to to see that difference. Because again, I think that's growth. I think it's it's not about being a right a hundred percent of the moment. It's about understanding where you're wrong and then figuring out ways to make it right. I know a good way to look back and make yourself feel like an idiot. Facebook memories. Oh geez. I like look every day or like it'll give me a notification. I'm like, oh what was my Facebook memory from ten years ago today? My status I'd be like the wor- I'm like, what was I talking about? Like the worst statuses, the most cringy shit. And I'm like the the sayings with the pit. I'm like, you're an idiot, Tom. <laughs> like what a dumbass. Like I get so frustrated. I'm like, oh. sometimes I want to screenshot and put them on like my Instagram. Like people see like the memories. I think it's some of them are pretty funny. Like what was I talking about back then? Like 15 year old Tom. What were you doing, dude? But so I. That's how sometimes I judge things too. Yeah. I'm like, whew, that was a rough time. Or like if I listened to like an old podcast to me on it from like five, six, seven years ago, someone else's podcast. I'm like. Oh, dude, that was, you're an idiot. <laughs> and then some people are like, that was like my favorite podcast of you ever. I'm like, I was, I was an idiot back then. That was, yeah. That's awful. I'm embarrassed of that. But it's just funny. Well, you know, I would say, uh, it's funny. Uh, I would say that like, that would, that would probably omit both of us for running for office one day, but based on past things we said, but you know what, in today's world, that's like 99.9% of people. Right. I think if you ever ran for office, like you personally, like a high office, you know, where somebody would try to dig up some crap like that. You know, I think that's where you say is like, yeah, like me and everybody else, not that I'm excusing it, but like, I'm not saying you did anything wrong or like that. I'm just saying like, you were just say exactly stupid what you said. Like I was, stupid I was a kid and I was dumb when I was growing up. Unlike the generations before me, there was a place for me to share that dumbness. Yeah. And now I have a place to share my wisdom and you know, Hey, good thing I can change. Right. <laughs> Mayor of St. Charles campaign right there. Now I'll run your campaign. My, wis- my I'll wisdom. Run, I'll run your campaign. I got you. Yeah, high paying job. I've seen Parks and Rec, so I know how to win city council. Okay. Yeah. Right, well, I'm working my way there. Yeah. Coming we'll soon. See. Yeah. Coming soon. 2048. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll have some time on my hands on. Yeah. You think you'll be retired? Yep. Well, from one thing. Yeah. I don't think you'll ever be retired. 
Dude, that's like the thing about going out of the country, going on a trip. Like, I was so bored, so fast. <laughs> I was like, and it's like hard to work on the computer there, you know? So it's just oh, like, because yeah. like the Wi Fi and hit yeah. this, and I have no signal on my phone. So it's just like, I, I got to do something. I couldn't do it, dude. It was like, it was almost, I like, I wish we left a day early. It was like right. painful. I just couldn't, I can't sit and re- like, oh, go relax. Like, I can't. It's just not my cup of tea. I, I was I was going to ask you this. Like, let's say similar scenario, but like when I was a, in, in high school, um, local youth group, they do a backpacking trip every summer. I went on two of them, like real backpacking. Like you put everything on your back that you need for like a week and you just walk off in the mountains. So we did the continental divide. Then we did the Pecos wilderness in Colorado, New Mexico, respectively. The point being is for seven days, essentially like you had, I had nothing to do, right? Like there's no phone service. There's no batteries like for CD player, like CD players back then, mm-hmm. right? Like oh, Walkmans, yeah. whatever. You get an anti-skip. Yeah. Like yeah, three seconds, baby. Uh, ball in the yellow one for the Sony one anyway. Um, but like none of that stuff worked because a, there was a signal B um, batteries back then didn't last as long. So C, you didn't want to carry all that crap because that's extra right. weight. So the point being is like for you, I'm curious as to how you would do in that environment because you're doing something. You have a task to do. You got to walk somewhere. Even when you get there, you got to set up camp. You got to cook food. You got to pump your own dang water from the stream. You got to like cam pump it through this filter because you can't carry all this kind of stuff, right? So my question to you would be like the versus um, you like versus just kind of sitting on a beach. Like, would you fare better in that environment where you kind of had things that you had to do? You look right here. Come here, sweetie. You can look on this side. See it? Yeah. Make sure you're not in the shot, though, okay? I don't want anybody seeing your face, Emery. Okay. Um, I think I'd fare better because I'd have a task, you know, or an activity like a child. Like, I need something to do to accomplish. So, so you don't think it was the lack of connectivity or the lack of routine to your current routine, but more so just the lack of having some goal or something to accomplish? Yeah. Gotcha. Like, cause when I went to Texas to compete, like after I competed, we went out and have fun for like a couple of days. Like I was fine. I accomplished something. I already did my thing. Gotcha. There it's like, I got, I got nothing to accomplish. Yeah. You know? So it was, that was tough, but it's just yeah. interesting. Cause I, I think, I think about like, even when I was a kid, I remember how different I was when I came back home from that, like a 16, 17 year old kid, because I had a week unplugged and I was just a very different yeah, person, but right. I wasn't just sitting around. Right. I mean, I, I worked, I lost like, 15 pounds on both of those trips. Yeah. A, because they didn't have as much food, but B, because they're constantly working. Constantly working. Yeah. So. Yeah. But let's bring that in for a landing. Let's do it. Knowledge versus information, episode 40. Be better. Thanks for listening.